0: From Upstate Medical University, I'm Amber Smith. This is HealthLink on Air. A stroke happens when normal blood flow to the brain is blocked, either by a clot or by a vessel bursting and bleeding into the brain. This happens to some 800,000 people in the United States each year. Some of them will die from the stroke, and up to 50% of them will survive, but with a lifelong disability. Two guests are here to tell us more about strokes. They are Michelle Vallalunga, a nurse and data coordinator for Upstate's Comprehensive Stroke Program, and Rebecca Hauserman, lead dietitian for Morrison Healthcare at Upstate University Hospital. Thank you both for being here. Appreciate it. Now, some people may have heard about um, brain attacks, so I want to make clear that that's another name for stroke. Same, same thing, right? Right. So let's start by, um, why don't you tell us, Michelle, what puts a person at risk for stroke?
1: Okay. Well, the risk factors for stroke um, involve ones that um, can be changed um, or modified and ones like heredity or family history or age. Um, in general, the older you get, um, the more at risk you are for having a stroke. But we all know time marches on. There's really not much that you can do about your age. So certainly what you want to do is focus on the things that you can modify or the things that you can seek treatment for. Um, the, primarily, um, the ones that we focus on, the most important one is high blood pressure. Um, and many of the risk factors for stroke are very similar or the same as heart disease. Um, So high blood pressure is the number one thing that we talk about in our um, talking to the community. We say that control of high blood pressure gives you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of lowering your stroke risk. So if you consistently keep your blood pressure um, within the usually acceptable range, which is, you know, certainly lower, like 140 over 90 is the common standard for high blood pressure. Um, The
0: the lower the better. Right.
1: And you want to be definitely in the 120 over 80 range or lower, and that's certainly dependent on your your physician and their recommendations. But you definitely want to know your numbers and know where you are, and if you are prescribed medication for high blood pressure, to definitely take those and be monitored by your doctor.
0: So you mentioned the same, like the risk factors are similar for heart disease, so smoking, alcohol, drug use, those things are... Contributors?
1: Yes, anything, um, smoking, um, use of alcohol or drugs, um, uh, diet. Or
0: excessive, um, we should say. Right, excessive,
1: excessive, yes, excessive alcohol or drugs, um, um, lack of physical activity, and uh, a non heart healthy diet, so to speak. yeah. So
0: tell me, how does diabetes um, affect your stroke risk? Because a lot of, I mean, that's rampant. There's a lot of people with diabetes.
1: Right. Diabetes, um, by virtue of um, the, the you know, higher amount of, of sugar um, and, and insulin, you know, the body in diabetes is, is resistant to insulin. Um, and it really places a, a large amount of continual stress on your blood vessels. So that's the primary link is that um, they're not in a normal, normal state, and, and diabetes is fluctuating, and it, for most folks it's you know, a little difficult to control. So um, you wanna make sure that you keep the stress on the blood vessels as, as least as possible. Okay, and then I've
0: also heard um, atrial fibrillation, um being something that can cause or lead to a stroke, what what is that? Right?
1: Atrial fibrillation is a um, heart condition that basically is where the heart, the electrical impulses of the heart are not um, beating in a regular pattern. Um, the impulses are um, getting uh, cross crossed, and the signals um, to to produce like a normal beat and pump that blood out from the ventricles to the rest of the body is not nice and steady in the case of atrial fibrillation. Um, The blood that's going through the heart uh, tends to pool in the top of the heart chambers instead of going nicely through to the bottom and then pumped out to the body. Um, And that pooling has a tendency to produce clots. And those clots can then be sent out with the blood. And in the case of a stroke, it's where the clot then goes to the brain. Okay,
0: all right, so... If your doctor has diagnosed you with um, atrial fibrillation or diabetes or any of these things or expressed concern about your lack of physical activity, um, your risk for stroke is higher Mm -hmm. than average. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Well, let's talk about um, some of the things that a person can do um, because some strokes are preventable, right?
1: Yes, and really um, close to about 80% of all strokes are preventable. And the general message for folks is to know your, you know, just like with the uh, heart folks, know your numbers, know where you stand, um, kind of really have an open conversation with your doctor about what are your own personal risk factors. Um, As I mentioned, if you have a problem with high blood pressure, make sure that you're doing what you can to get that under control. Um, If you need to increase your activity um, then maybe you know work with him or her to get a you know exercise plan or some kind of activity plan going um, we always tell folks any amount of exercise is good um, you can start small don't try to conquer the world in terms of what you want to try to do um, because then you'll be less likely to be successful and if you um maybe are overweight or, you know, need some help in the dietary area, try to work with your physician, maybe get a nutrition consult um, and to work with some, you know, diets that they may recommend to try to, you know, reduce weight and therefore reduce your stroke risk. Well, we when
0: you mentioned diet, we definitely want to talk to Rebecca here about um, diet. But before, before that, let me ask you, uh, is it true that the more risk factors you have, the greater your risk like are they cumulative
1: yes yes they are and i i think that definitely is something people need to be aware of um because you know you want to kind of work we always try to tell folks you know balance out those risk factors try to do a little bit of you know help to control each one
0: this is Upstate's HealthLink on air with stroke nurse Michelle Vallalunga and dietitian Rebecca Hauserman. Uh, we're discussing stroke prevention, and I want to turn to Rebecca now to um, talk about the diet. When we talk about the importance of diet um, and looking for like a heart healthy diet to help pre- reduce our stroke risk, what are we specifically talking about?
2: All right, so heart healthy is also brain healthy, and there are three main things that we're watching with diet. Um, the first thing is monitoring your sodium intake. Um, sodium being salt. Salt, yes, yes. So it's more than just the salt shaker. First, pulling away that salt shaker will help reduce your sodium intake. Um, uh, salt is an acquired taste, so if you start reducing your your salt intake with the salt shaker, you'll um, your taste buds will get used to it. And you can
0: use other things instead of salt. Absolutely.
2: Um, So using herbs and spices, looking for options that do not include salt with it. So picking uh, garlic powder over garlic salt, or Mm. uh, a lot of other spices will give you that nice, great flavor without all that sodium in there too. Processed foods are also a huge contributor of sodium in the American diet, especially. Um, Breads and crackers are one of the highest uh, sodium influencers in the diet, which many people don't think about. The reason why is because they put a lot of sodium to keep it shelf stable. So everything that's in the middle of the store is usually high in sodium in order for it to stay on the shelf. So when grocery shopping, sticking to the perimeter of the store and then choosing fresh and frozen options, looking for things without um, sauces or gravies. And if you do opt for canned fruit, uh, vegetables, giving it a rinse first and that can help reduce its sodium content. Just rinsing content. it in a colander or something? To yep, putting okay. it right in the colander, dropping it in and then giving it a good little swish there. Okay, so, the so reducing the salt. Yeah, um, then the next thing is, um, reducing fat, cutting the fat. Uh, so fat, especially saturated fat. saturated fat means that you can see it at room temperature. So butter or when you have you know, your steak with that big old fat mm-hmm. hunk on it, um, that's <laughs> saturated fat. Um, marbling and steak is also considered to be saturated fat. Um, so opting for lean cuts of meat, uh, so that's like chicken, poultry, and fish is an excellent source. Um, we think of fish as being fatty, but it has that nice lovely heart healthy, brain healthy fat. So that's a great option for you as well.
0: And there's different textures of fish. I, I, you, and you know, if you're looking for something meatier, there right. are f- Absolutely. cuts that are.
2: Yes, you, you still get that nice protein feel mm-hmm. in your mouth. Okay. Um, and staying away from trans fats. Um, trans fats greatly increase your risk for heart stroke. Um, and trans fats would be
0: things like that are in potato chips? And-
2: yep, uh, baked goods or frostings. Um, it's mm-hmm. something that someone's played with. Okay. Uh, and it's not quite natural anymore. Okay. All right. right, So low salt, low fat. And the last thing is um, carbohydrates in moderation. So this applies to people that don't have diabetes. We tend to associate carbohydrates and diabetes, but it um, fits everyone. More recent research is showing that um, high sugar high carbohydrate intake uh, has just as much if not more so of an effect than saturated fat on the diet the reason is you have all that extra sugar um or extra carbohydrates which your body can't use so it converts it to sugar in the body which then converts it to fat okay so if you um if you're going too high with that then you you have increased triglyceride levels in your body and increased cholesterol levels in the body which increases your stroke risk So opting for whole grain options, looking for things that are high in fiber, because that can also help um, reduce your cholesterol levels. Um, And then watching the processed carbohydrates, so like the white bread, the white pasta, and rice, opting for the whole grains there. When it comes to sweets, I mean, a life without dessert is not a life worth living. So just making sure you're having sweets in moderation. Um, So having a little bit of dark chocolate here and there, maybe a slice of cake, a small slice of cake. Look for the smaller slices of cake when you're going for it. And not every day. And not every day. dessert, (laughs) Not huge desserts every day. And then um, cutting out soda. There's really no benefit to soda. So taken that out diet or otherwise um diet is okay um you don't want to go too high with that either but um regular soda just knock it out okay all right
0: well good advice it sounds simpler than it may may it can be 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 done they all go together when you think about it so all right well we never want to do an interview about stroke without going over the signs and symptoms Mm -hmm. Um, so michelle um the acronym that we've become accustomed to is fast But can you talk me through um, how that's changing now?
1: Sure. Um, FAST, um, as hopefully a lot of people know, um, stands for F is for facial droop or facial weakness. Um, A is for arm weakness. S is for the slurred speech or speech changes. Um, Speech can also be if the person um, knows what they want to say but just can't quite get the words out. Um, as well as the slurring or start sounding garbled, um, and the T of course stands for time. Um, we want to get that person to call nine one one or the person that's with them um, and get to the hospital as quickly as possible. But we're adding a, um, a couple. Um, it's becoming you know more popular to talk about two other uh, symptoms of stroke, and that is uh, B. So we talk about B fast. So B E. So B is for balance issues. So if the person is walking and and they have a very wobbly gait um, they just feel very off balance and the e stands for eye issues or eye difficulty um, that could be um, uh, blocking of the visual field like you all of a sudden can't see in half of your visual field um, blurred vision that won't go away or the person suddenly starts to look in only one direction um, those are things that where you if you see any of those things you definitely want to call 911 and get the person to to the hospital because those can all be signs of uh, a stroke.
0: Now, are these these are signs that you might see in another person,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but if would you be able to recognize these in yourself?
1: yeah I think we've had some we've had cases where folks know they just definitely feel that something is not right um the idea with stroke most of the time is the changes that you see are sudden so we always tell folks they're like how will I know how will I know to call um most of the cases we read they do know because all of a sudden they're fine one minute and then all of a sudden they're experiencing these symptoms Mm -hmm. so um then it's time to call
0: Good yeah. to know. This mm-hmm. has been Upstate's Health Link on Air with stroke nurse Michelle Vallalonga and dietitian Rebecca Hauserman discussing stroke prevention.